there, weary traveler. Welcome to the inn. Sit, sit, rest your feet. Why, it's a long journey on the road to Tarvalon. Have a cup of tea. Or maybe a frothy ale. The light. Why, you're just in time for the entertainment. Here are your hosts, Tracy and Amber. And centered beneath the dome was the reason why all those feet had come to this chamber. A sword hanging hilt down in the air, apparently without support, seemingly where anyone could reach out and take it. It revolved slowly, as if some breath of air caught it. Yet it was not really a sword. It seemed made of glass, or perhaps crystal, blade and hilt and crossguard catching such light as there was as there was and shattering it into a thousand glitters and flashes shadow sleeping the dragon reborn hello and welcome back i'm here with my friend tracy i'm here with my friend amber and this is the road to tarvalon a wheel of time podcast today we are going through chapters four through seven of the dragon reborn last week's chapters were a little bit slower and now things are changing. Yes. <laughs> it's seriously like just what I love about reading a Wheel of Time book. It's like you kind of get your way through the beginning, you've got your feet kind of planted, and then all of a sudden it's like, ah! <laughs> and I love it. I just love it. It's so much fun. So let's see here. We're starting with chapter four, right? Yeah, quick recap, chapter four. So, Sleeping Shadows. This is where Perrin essentially visits Teleronriode or Mm -hmm. Nightmare Land or however you want to interpret it, but I interpret it as Teleronriode. Yeah, Um, me too. So he's sleeping and he dreams that he's in this common room of an inn there's a fancy dressed man and the guy's like hey when are you gonna give up your axe and Perrin's like I don't know what you're talking about guy uh you know doing parent mm-hmm. Perrin inner monologue so mm-hmm. he says when one of the three threads are cut all will fall and then things kind of change and Perrin's now like feeling hot and there's this hot woman before him and she's the most beautiful (laughs) woman he's ever seen blah 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 and she's like reach out for your destiny and he's like I don't know if I want to do that and Mm -hmm. then the dream changes again and he's on it's like a stone bridge and there's like these spires around him and in the distance he sees a woman in white and then three men and the men are arguing and it appears that the the two men are kind of afraid of the one man and Mm -hmm. then there's a giant fireball that envelops everything and he ducks for cover and when he comes back up you know he like pops his head back up and everyone's gone and then Everything disappears, and now he sees a crystal sword, and it's called Kalindor, and he wakes up, and he senses the wolves contacting him, saying that the Twisted Ones come, and that Mm -hmm. is essentially chapter four. I love that end kind of ramp up. Is it in this one, or... Yeah. Where where the wolves are, like, screaming at him through his mind. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then the last one is the twisted ones come, brother. That it, like it's like sealing the deal. Like mm-hmm. it's not just that we can hear you and talk to you; it's that you're one of us. And it's like, oh, Perrin, are you ready? Yeah, and he's still. I mean, he's fighting it still. I don't know how mm-hmm. many times in these past few chapters where he keeps trying to push the wolves out of his head, but. I mean, from a reader's standpoint, it's like, guy, just just give in. Like, they're protecting you. Like, how mm-hmm. can you not see it? Coolest, yeah. coolest superhero trick. And he's like, I want nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. I think if I found out I could talk to wolves, I would just be like, <laughs> I can talk to wolves. <laughs> Me. I, I know. And I've said it before. Like, I don't know if it's just like, you know, growing up in a Disney world where, like, talking animals are just something that's a part of, you know, pop culture where I'm like, that's cool. But in mm-hmm. reality, you'd be like, am I losing it? Right? <laughs> I'm, I'm losing it. <laughs> hmm Okay, I have to go back to Perrin meeting with all of these people. Mm-hmm. What's the yes. deal with everyone offering him wine? Right. I mean, is that supposed to signify something? Are they? <laughs> when I was younger, I was always like, don't do it. It's blood. Like, <laughs> it's a trick. <laughs> right. And then like when when he has that moment where like parents talking to himself, but of course he's like actually saying that no part out loud. And the guy who's trying to offer him the drink is like disappointed and so, like, it gives you that moment where you're like, yeah, don't do it, Perrin. Right, like so, it's poison. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of how I feel about but it what, anyway. But what would happen if you drank it? Like, speculation? Does he just die? Like, You know what? I don't know. I really don't know. Like, if, <laughs> if these are the Forsaken, then they can do uh, that thing called compulsion, so why would they need to give him laced wine? I don't get it. Like inconsistencies, right? I forgive <laughs> these moments though because it's early. It's early. We're still like figuring things out, and let's face it, not everybody is as nerdy as we are. But <laughs> I really like. No, that was one of the things that I was thinking too. I I appreciate how. There are the small changes that happen in the dream world, like how it's. Yeah, it starts to become more concrete, like there's rules. Yeah, yeah. And like there are changes, you know, like just little things that change. Like when he first is in the room, he's in front of a certain kind of fireplace. And when he turns Mm -hmm. and looks back, it's a different form of brick. And this is another place where I wonder that about the capabilities of the Forsaken, because if they've been using Teleronriod for like a really long time, shouldn't they be able to like hold everything solid? Yeah. Adrian in chat just said maybe it was Forkroot to see if he can channel. Oh, ooh. Mm. I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, that yeah, would, me that too. Would make, that would make sense. Like, that would be a good way to justify it. Yeah, yeah. And, like, it would... Hmm, interesting. Yeah, okay, I like that. It at least gives it a reason. 
And it makes it so it's not blood, which is just gross. <laughs> I'm trying to think because there's so many, there's so much like hopping around in this chapter. I mean, we know who the most beautiful woman in the world is, right? Beautiful black right. hair and silver and white. I mean. I roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's hmm. Miss, Miss Celine from last book, a.k.a. Lanfear. Yeah. She's yeah. she's all over the place. But, I mean, Perrin just kind of goes through the same thing that Rand does where he's like, she's so beautiful and then like no no and kind of like Mm -hmm. denies her i guess well it makes me it makes me wonder if lanfear really knows how to get to men or not or like just they're so strongly to viren that it just doesn't work Ooh, okay yeah because i mean she offers the same thing to Perrin. And Tarand, greatness, glory, acclaim, and Perrin's like, I don't want any of that. I just want to be a blacksmith. Like if Lanfear had approached him and been like, you know what, this this burden is so heavy, and I feel what you're going through. Let me be your gal. Maybe maybe he would have softened to her, but she was like, Lanfear, your technique is all wrong. <laughs> Yeah, it's just not working and on these poor boys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one trick pony. That's yes. it. That's all she's got. <laughs> Broken records, uh, flirtation. That's what it is. <laughs> I I'm really curious to see how they're gonna do it on the TV show because, as it is in the books, I don't think it would work. Wait, say that again. Well, like with how. Lanfear is portrayed in the books. Did I say in the books it doesn't work? I meant in the show. I don't think it would work the same way. It mm-hmm. wouldn't be received, I don't think, as well with just Lanfear, like, I don't know, like being like, glory, destiny, you want it, take it. Mm-hmm. Because it's just, I don't know. Maybe it's just one of these like tropey things. And after so much time, like it kind of feels a little bit silly. But at the time, maybe. I don't know, we've talked about this, how, like, it feels so very 90s, like, how overtly, like... Yes! I don't know. When she's, like, wearing Rand's, like, collared shirt or whatever, and she's just wearing his shirt, and he's like, uh... They're they're Angela and Jordan Catalano from My So-Called Life. Mm. You know? That's that's what it always makes me think of. Except in revert. Well, no... No, I'm pretty sure Lanfear's kind of like in her own way, a little lusty after the, the guy that she wants and can't have. So, yeah, that feels about right. I liked your idea of making her like a wealthy benefactress when, right? If she and Rand like meet up at some point, yeah. you know, like, yeah. I like, I like that you like that. Thanks. Cause well, I'm, I think it, it would just feel, it would feel not as, I don't know. I mean, I know she's supposed to be kind of, like, eerie. Like, you're supposed to get a bad vibe from her. Mm-hmm. But I would like that. She's like, I oh, think would... you need new clothes. Oh, like. Exactly. And then after exactly. she, like, gives him things, maybe she could mm-hmm. start trying to, like, give him ideas, 
you know? Yes. And I mean, that's exactly in this moment what all three of them kind of need is somebody to like wisen them up. Yeah, and to also be tender with them. Because, like, Moraine well, these, comes yeah. in. <laughs> these chapters, yeah, Moraine like, is not the one. <laughs> no. She's like, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this. I'll ask you if you want to do this thing later. But you're just going to say yes because you don't have any options. And this just makes it look good for me. She only has to raise an eyebrow. And, I mean, mm-hmm. parents basically cowering, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He stands up to her a couple of times. But, I mean, really... It doesn't take her long before she's like, you're doing what I told you to do. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and it has to be in kind of like that flat tone vo- voice because like I don't really see Maureen being like the type, you know what I mean? It sounds so dumb. But that's kind of how I feel. Like, yeah, that moment where she's like, eyebrow raising and slightly widening her eyes you shall do what I tell you to do Mm -hmm. yeah Mm, love it and I'm I mean I'm just assuming these three guys that Perrin sees when he's on the bridge are some of the forsaken and one has to be a Shamael I feel like the others like cowering a little bit Mm -hmm. feels like a Shamael yeah I agree with you I've always seen that as like forsaken question mark because I don't really know who is who mm-hmm mm-hmm Ooh, Adrian just said RJ would probably write Lanfear and Fael a bit differently if he could I agree with that and yeah, I think if he was like, still if he was still with us yeah I think I think like what you said about how Lanfear has like that 90s girl feel I think that having the TV show gives us an opportunity to like develop Mm -hmm. I guess like some of the ideas that were started and kind of and I I think that's what the show is doing like I like so many of the directions that they're taking and if they put Lanfear in like that benefactor's position it would be it would be such a flip from what we get in the books and I could definitely see people being really upset about it but I can see how it would work really well for an audience that doesn't know who she is I like mean, I you almost... don't you don't want Lanfear to come off as like cheese ball like <laughs> you know what I mean like it would ju- yes I mean yes. It, would, it would be great for us to joke about and talk about sure but mm-hmm. I mean it would be nice to have her kind of feel a little bit more like fleshed out and real and relatable. That way, like when things are revealed, like when it's like Celine is Lanfear, Lanfear is Celine. I'm quoting uh, (laughs) Ace Ventura right now. Um, it, It would be a little bit more like, oh, okay like you think that there's something up with her but she seems kind of like worldly like is she an ice guy what's her thing and then Mm -hmm. yeah and I do not think that they should age her down like Celine approaching Rand as like oh yeah like a teenager yeah yeah I'm just like (laughs) you're fucking Lanfear what are you doing there have got to be better ways 
of like inserting yourself into Rand's life than this. This is so hokey. I'm gonna make myself a damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dumb. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, we uh, get Perrin switching to a vision of the Stone of Tear and Kalendor mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. essentially like whispering to him like who mm-hmm. wields me wields destiny take me and this mm. poor guy like ever you, now now there's a sword talking to him <laughs> he's got the forsaken <laughs> now a sword the wolves <laughs> like he, he poor parent is probably just like i've lost it i'm i've lost it uh, no kidding good point like uh, oh poor parent so then it ends and the wolves are speaking to him. The twisted ones come. So mm-hmm. yay. This is now like now things are kicking off, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like how when like the wolves start to come into his mind, like at the end of the chapter, where he he says it was a different whisper from a source he knew. It's bizarre how or maybe maybe it was almost helpful for him to have those encounters before he came or like before the wolves came to him because he's been knocked off balance by all these things that are terrible and awful and somehow the wolves feel familiar and he's like oh do you know what I mean like does that Mm -hmm. yeah it just yeah he, it's familiar. He doesn't have to like it, but it is like yeah. It's almost like a rock him. to cling to in yeah. a moment where everything feels really off. And oddly, it's the wolves announcing that there are trollics and he needs to get his ass in gear. And ah, I love how this. Okay, I love how this kicks off mm-hmm. chapter five because mm-hmm. I mean everyone's in their small clothes like nobody has time to put their clothes on so i'm just picturing this this goes in the tv show right (laughs) right small clothes battle scene yes Yes. for it flaming trees trollics wolves i want it all i don't know if we'll get this because i know they're all split up right now so Mm mm-hmm Damn it, yeah. Amazon Prime. Why didn't you give us the small clothes battle? Okay. <laughs> Maybe there's one waiting for us somewhere. I right? mean, there are several, several battle scenes where everybody's woken up in the middle of the night. And I mean, I will sleep naked. Just saying. And there are lots and lots of <laughs> battle scenes where the Aiel are like, to spears. We've got naked, naked maidens. <laughs> Naked Aiel warrior men running around All right. battling. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there's a lot as of you nakedness say, happening. As you say this, there is potential <laughs> for this happening. Yes. I know. It's because it's because the folks at Amazon listen to our podcast. They're like, these girls have the best idea. And in all reality, it's just like, more naked people. <laughs> The thirst of time. The thirst of time continues. Exactly. That should be like one of our catchphrases too. That's so funny. I put that in a soundboard thing. Yes. <laughs> with like a with like a slurping, like at the end of your drink from a straw sound at the end of it. 
<laughs> Aiden, get on it. Why are you denying us this? <laughs> I'm so, so excited about this. I think he'll do it. <laughs> for for people who are listening, this is an idea that Tracy and I had been kicking around where some of the things that we say, some of the things that people on our Discord say have become kind of catchphrases, maybe? Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. us, I mean, obviously, <laughs> we talk a lot. Um, but <laughs> we were thinking about just having people send in like little quotes or things that they think is funny of stuff that we say. That yeah. way we can use it in upcoming episodes. So like when Aiden's so editing, fun. you can like slip stuff in. I love ideas. So back to Perrin. Everyone's everything's running amok. There are Trollocs and small clothes battles, and Lan <laughs> is raising an alarm, and Moraine is using a switch to like cut through Trollocs with the one power. She's she's using it like a wand. She's having a Gandalf moment. <laughs> and Perrin is like dead set on finding Leia, the Tuathan yeah. woman. But then he sees a fade kill her and he's like not doing so well, and then he goes after the Fade, mm-hmm. kills it, he's full wolf yeah. mode now, and he's only focusing on killing whatever creature that stands mm-hmm. in front of him. Mm-hmm. So, at some point he gets bit by a goat trollic, <laughs> like, things are going it's wild, and then the last Fade dies, and the wolves are driving out the last of the trollics, and Perrin's like, oh, I want to join them, but then he pulls away and grounds himself from the wolves. And Masima is <laughs> being Masima, and he's like, "The wolves fight for the right. dragon reborn." To the sign, you know. To the sign. Yeah, and Uno's like, "We should skin the wolves for warmth." And Perrin growls, "No, Fuck yeah. and the wolves will be buried with the fallen mm-hmm. soldiers." So Perrin decides he needs to go find Rand, and Rand is just. He's not doing good. He's helpless. He couldn't fight. He couldn't do anything mm-hmm. to help. He only basically tried to light things on fire. And I think he said something about, I only was going to catch the trees on fire <laughs> at this point. So Moraine shows up. She's with Lan. She heals everyone, heals Perrin. And eventually, like, the last person that needs healing is Men. And she's got, like, these cuts and scrapes, and she takes it like a champ, and she's like, I don't need healing. I've had worse, you know, bruises in my life, falling over my own two feet. And she's very, like, like, you go, men. And after that, Moraine passes out from exhaustion, and Lan catches her and takes Mm -hmm. her to rest. I I have a question. Okay. Back to Moraine's Gandalf moment. What is this where did she get it like her last her last like staff thing that she used is gone does she just carry around like spare terangriel is this another thing that she uses that kind of like channels her power but isn't of the power yes yes i saw it as that like she just found a like a tree, like a small tree branch, like a twiggy mm-hmm. thing, and picked it up and was like, and now this is my magical yeah. wand. And she's, you know, 
bippity boppity booing <laughs> all the trollics and all and that. And wearing blue. And wearing mm-hmm. blue. <gasps> I think I know where. Yeah. Yeah. Ma- I see Maureen's it. I the see fairy it. godmother. She's kind of a grumpy fairy godmother. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was when we were going through that, like for that first thing, I stopped for a second. And I was like, what? What is she wielding? And why? She can throw fireballs. Does she need to get close to Trollocs? Is a switch really necessary? I have questions. I don't I don't know if there are answers. I've never been in battle. I have no magical capabilities. <laughs> I'm assuming. I, I mean I love yeah, I love how it all like yeah. happens. Like you know, like land bursts yes. from his tent like half yeah. naked. I think like, land is Sounding the alarm. Liam's actually fully dressed. I remember that. Oh, yeah, wait. You're right. You're right. The others are the ones Aaron was who was like, are... I bet he hasn't slept at all. You know, which is probably accurate. And he still comes out like, not guns blazing, but with that kind of... Yeah, I would say guns blazing. I mean, not real right. guns, but... Robert Jordan must... Water, water swords yes. Ooh, blazing. Yes. Like that. Robert Jordan has a crush on man. <laughs> this is his dream man. Oh yeah, or just like like his how he envisions mm. like if I if I could be anything, this is how I would be. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just so like his descriptions when like he's fighting and the way that he says things and moves and whatnot. I'm just like, why? Why is this so good? I have to say, like, I did an internal, like, cheer when Perrin killed mm. the Vade because I don't think he's ever killed Mm-mm. a Vade. Not that I'm aware of. No. And it was just kind of like, all right, like, now, now we're moving yes. somewhere. Like, now we're seeing, like, this other yeah. side of Perrin where he's, he's mm-hmm. deadly now. He's, like, a deadly man. And... I really like the description of how the Merdral moved mm. like a snake limbering, unlimbering a sword so black only the burning trees made it visible. Mm. And I love how that's written. I love how eerie it makes them. And I think this is the... The Merdral that's like, cut one leg of the tripod mm-hmm. and they all fall down. Mm-hmm. Like, that's such a weird quote. It's so, so weird. <laughs> okay. All right, guy. Okay. Yeah. And Leia's like throwing herself at the Merdral. Right? Like, well, does she okay, do? Okay, Leia. Like, oh, yeah, she does. And then he does the, the backhand thing to like, like, that's what killed her. With his sword, he like mm-hmm. slashed her throat. Is my guess. Um, what I I love the wolves coming in. Uh, the words inside his mind made his head ring like a struck bell. The reverberations shivered mm-hmm. through him. With the words came the wolves, scores of them flooding into his mind as he was aware of them flooding into the bowl-shaped valley mountain wolves almost as tall as a man's waist ah wolf moment that's the quote yeah that's the quote that i picked but it's 
it's really cool too because like as all of this is happening Perrin yells out Neverborn mm. which is like what mm-hmm. the wolves call the fade and he's like spitting mm-hmm. as he said it and it like the description is of his lips curling back like as he's snarling and saying it and then he throws himself mm-hmm. at the river draw and what's really cool about how the narration goes when you're because it goes from Perrin's point of view to like the outside point of view and it says young bull fights the mm-hmm. fade and so either Perrin is thinking of himself mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. young bull or like now he's in the collective wolf mm-hmm. hive mind and like that's how like he's seeing the battle from like this universal mm-hmm. wolf perspective connectedness yeah yeah and He's remembering that, like, the wolves go after (laughs) hamstrings and, I think, Mm -hmm. throats. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so he's just, like, thrashing. He slits, I think, a, like, a Trollocs hamstring or Achilles tendon or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Animal leg Mm -hmm. part. (laughs) And he's just going berserk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, the... The line, he was a wolf, and any wolf would die a hundred times over to see one of the Neverborn go down. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, get it, Perrin. And I love how, like, after we get the wolf's approach and Perrin is, like, allowing that to happen, that when he looks up at the fade and the light catches his golden eyes, like, the fade steps back for a second. And I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. oh, things are changing. Like, you're right. Like, this is the moment where, like, things start to flip. And it's like, it's not a desperate battle anymore. It's a full-on assault. And Perrin is just, like, one with these wolves. And they're going after everything full throttle. And it's so good. So good. Yeah, and... I mean, I just, I love how it ends, too. Like, the wolves drive mm-hmm. the last Merdral out of camp. And Perrin is, like, just trying so hard to ground himself because he wants, you know, these Merdral out just as much yeah. as the wolves. And he's, like, trying mm-hmm. hard to, like, pull himself out of it. But it's just, like, oh, it's mm-hmm. so good. And it's going to be, ugh. I'm worried about how they're going to approach this on the TV show because it's just one of my favorite parts of Mm -hmm. the book. But that's so difficult to do Mm -hmm. with TV. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't hear the wolves speaking or thinking. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, like, I have like a, a kind of visual for it like it would have to be like maybe even almost fast flashes of what's happening from inside Perrin's mind so almost like quick dream shots in between him like kind of standing still and being aware of what is happening and like Marcus would have to do a lot of face acting and some howling I think the hard part um, would be the wolves. I mean, I I know that Amazon wants to really distinguish themselves from Game mm-hmm. of Thrones, 
but I do think that the way that they showed, um, I think it was Bran or John's consciousness when he's like mm. in the wolf when they're in ward yeah. mode, and it's from like the wolf's eyes. Like you don't see the actual wolf, but you can see like a low camera angle like something running close to the ground and then like out leaping for Mm -hmm. something and you're seeing it from the eyes of the wolf but if like you had something like that for Perrin where he's seeing like constant okay Adrian says yeah it's Bran and Summer's body yeah like if we get something like that where we see Perrin like kind of watching from this collective consciousness Mm -hmm. as the wolves are taking down one Trolloc after another, but you see it from the wolf point Mm -hmm. of view, I think that might work. But again, like, I don't know if it's something that they would want to do because they're trying very hard to set themselves Mm -hmm. apart from Game of Thrones. So I don't know. Yeah, same. And I mean, the wolves just play such an integral part to the story. They've been introduced, thankfully, I think they're just going to have to find a really good way of bringing them in that, like you said, doesn't look cheesy, doesn't look bad, and doesn't look like it's copying something that's already been done. And that's that's such a hard thing to do right now, I think. Like, some yeah. part of me feels like it's yeah. almost expected, you know? And I don't know if that would be disappointing or enjoyable. I really, I really don't. Yeah, I mean, I just... I think for the people out there that really enjoy that aspect of the story, it's something that we Mm -hmm. want, you know? Like, it doesn't matter which avenue, like, how they decide to do it as long as it's fulfilling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. And as long as it, you know, we get that, then it's okay. And I'm not too worried, even though in season one, the wolf aspect was kind of I mean on a scale of one to ten it was like maybe Mm. a four like it was just kind of like there but I'm not too worried about it because Perrin has no real connection to the wolves just Mm -hmm. yet so like I think season two is gonna be pretty Perrin focused Mm -hmm. because that's he didn't get any of that character progression in Mm -hmm. season one so it has to come soon and i think that would be a good move on their part i think making rand the central focus once we get the discovery that he's the dragon reborn would potentially just be um like a bit expected and i don't know i think it'd be kind of fun to kind of keep him on the back burner almost like how it's done in the dragon reborn like Perrin, i think is much more the main character in the dragon reborn than rand is well yeah i mean we have we've only had Perrin mm-hmm. point of view yeah, so past far the prologue I mean. everything has been Perrin. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah so and it's, it does i mean even the next chapter is Perrin. <laughs> yeah yeah i yeah. don't remember what's after that one but I'm just hoping we get to the White Tower. I know, I'm excited for that. There was only one more thing that I wanted to say yeah, about yeah. this chapter, and that was Lan being hype and being like, Tyshar, yes. Minethrin, Tyshar, Andor, and then all the Sh- Shinarans are 
shouting the same thing, like raising their swords yep. up. And poor Perrin is just like, oh mm-hmm. God. And Loyal is just like, to <laughs> It's like, <laughs> so cute. I love it. Uh, yeah. So, was there anything from this chapter that you wanted? Was there anything else? Let me just flip real quick. Oh, there's just that little bit of, like, Moraine coming up and being with Rand and Bran's um, mm-hmm. wound breaking open again. And how he's like... Yeah, and he's like, the blood of the dragon reborn on the rocks of Shale Yeah, <laughs> like, if, if Rand's going in a dark direction, it's starting here, you know? Like... And he's got... Yeah, it's our, I feel like it's already started, and now we're off to the race. You know what? Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, this this wound opens over and over again. And almost every time it happens, the same thing is said or mentioned or thought of. You know, like, for some odd reason, this mm-hmm. becomes the thing that's always associated with what's going to happen later. And, I mean, okay. <laughs> Did he have? Did he have to start that out like as early as book two? Jesus, he's got that thing forever. <laughs> Poor yeah. guy. We didn't touch on too much. We didn't touch on Leia too much. Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah. Parents broken up about the Tuatha on yeah. woman who was killed, I, and I, I mean, I get yeah. it, but I guess on the reread, it's like, oh yeah, that happened. So. Right. I think I think what hits me on that one is when he like yells at her, "Don't pity me, don't pity me." Mm-hmm. Oh, but she does, Perrin. Mm-hmm. She's judging you. Yeah, I don't really think I had anything else from this chapter. I was just kind of looking over to see. I think the last thing that I had kind of underlined in there is Land being like, "Remember, you're a man, and do what needs to be done." Oh, I roll, Land. Right? You're trying, but. That's not helpful. I mean, granted, he's probably just passing along the parenting slash training he received. Yeah, Yeah, this is Bukama. Bukama words words of (laughs) wisdom. Bukama should have a Father's Day mug. That would be really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll make one. (laughs) Best Wheel of Time dad that no one mentions. Bukama. Truth. Yeah. Truth. I'll, I'll make that. It'll... I'll get it. I'll get it made by Perfect. tonight. I'm working on. I'm working on Printify <laughs> stuff today, anyway. So that'll be great. Mm-hmm. Okay. A word from our sponsors, who are us. Momentary interruption, friends. Since we are not good at remembering to promote ourselves during the show, here's how you can keep the road to Tarvalin growing. First off, rate and review us wherever you listen to the Road to Tarvalin. This helps new listeners find the podcast. Listener support is available through Anchor. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month with amounts leading up to a generous $9.99 a month. Also, we have a new merch shop. Cozy Contorta was inspired by the books and characters we love, and it's not just Wheel of Time focused. Go check it out at Cozy Contorta on Instagram or find the link on our website via social media. Income means better equipment more content, and more opportunities to be able to grow our amazing community. We love you all and feel endlessly grateful to each of our listeners for joining us week after week on the road to Tarvalon. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of the episode. 
And now chapter six. Yes, the hunt begins. Please. Yeah, so go go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so this is the group waking up to Rand missing. So Perrin's up to land telling him Rand is gone. Masima is freaking out and he's like, the Dragon Reborn has forsaken us. And Perrin's like, no, my guy, my guy. He just probably had some business he's taking care of, whatever. I love and it when you say my guy. <laughs> my guy. <laughs> Masima is that guy, though. Yes! <laughs> it's perfect. You always my dude, use it. My guy. Exactly. Dude. Your timing's <laughs> perfect. I love it. So... Perrin enters Moraine's hut, and Min and Loyal are already there, and no one knows how Rand left without being seen. He also left them messages relaying bits, what is apparently his dreams. Mm -hmm. And Perrin explains that he's had his own strange dreams, and Moraine recognizes Kalendor in his dreams and the Stone of Tear, and she's Mm -hmm. like, Eureka, that's where Rand has headed. (laughs) So Moraine makes some, I'm doing air quotes, requests. Mm -hmm. She Mm -hmm. sends Uno and his men to Gilladon, where she has a contact. And Min is to carry word to the Amarlin seat herself. Mm -hmm. And Loyal and Perrin will travel with her and Lan. And at the end of this chapter, Min asks Lan if he perhaps has a message that... He would like to relay to Nynaeve <laughs> through her, and he does not. So she oh, tells... Oh, man. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, Lan, really. Like, this is a point where I'm like, Lan, what is wrong with you? What is wrong right. with you? Nynaeve yeah. is a perfect, wonderful human being, and mm-hmm. you're being a woolhead. So there's that. And at the very end of this chapter... Min is like, oh, by the way, Perrin, I, you're ha- I'm having a viewing of you. And Perrin's mm-hmm. like, I don't want to know. I don't want to mm-hmm. hear it. And she's like, no, it's important, probably because you're going on this journey now. And I see a caged Aiel man. And mm-hmm. I see a tinker with a sword. And I see a falcon and a hawk, both probably female. Mm-hmm. And if you see the most beautiful woman in the world, you should run for your life. <laughs> And that's chapter six, The Hunt Begins. Mm-hmm. It starts off with Perrin sleeping without dreams, so. Yeah. Which he's I mean, just been healed. He's tired. He's hungry. Yeah, hungry. You know? Yeah. No dreams for him, which is probably a relief. But then waking up I, and finding out that Rand is gone is like, dude, we were all supposed to leave together. What's wrong with you? We had a plan, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> You know? Yeah, but at the same time, it's Tavirin. Like, I I honestly think that this was what was supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. And Moraine just is like, oh, well, I mean, she's been trying to keep him here in this one spot. And the pattern is just, like, pulling and pulling on Rand to the point where he knows he has to get out of there. He knows he has to do something. Mm-hmm. And he's feeling helpless. So it was like, this is just what had to happen. And the yeah. fact that Moraine didn't really plan for this, mm-hmm. it's like, it sucks for her. But at the same time, it was like, oh, like, so maybe, like, she should have just went along with what Rand was trying to tell her. 
against yeah. like her own logic but i could see how that would be very hard yeah and like just leaving without telling yeah. her would be easier like and i mean Perrin confronts maureen and is like hey you guys have just been fighting like nonstop for however long did you like push him to this like did you push him to a point where he just was like broken and needed to leave like i shouldn't say broken but like yeah and but there's also two on rand's behalf where mm-hmm. he could have been more transparent with moraine like mm. we learned that he's been having these dreams of the forsaken mm-hmm. well that i mean he's assuming that it's it's someone very bad if he doesn't know it's one of the forsaken he should at least know that it's <laughs> someone right. not very nice yeah so like yeah. there are people infiltrating his dreams mm-hmm. and if he could have just told Moraine, like, maybe that would have been, like, the fire under her to be, like, we need to, you know, group together and rethink things because yeah. clearly, like, something bad is coming. No, that's, and, a, that's a good point because, I mean, she wouldn't have had a heads up and neither would Lan. And, I mean, if other people were dreaming dreams similar to what Rand was dreaming, I mean – they would just think they were dreams. Why would they even mention them to somebody else? So, like, this stayed hidden from Moraine until it was, like, too late, really. Yeah, and do we know if Moraine can shield other people's dreams? Like, why have their dreams not been shielded? The only reasonable thing is that she can only ward herself. I know she can ward herself. And Lan's dreams are warded through the bond, I guess. Are you looking it up? I am, yeah. Because I think there's a part where Rant or Perrin is like, you keep too many secrets. I said I learned to shield their dreams. I do it without thinking when I sleep. Warders are given something much the same in the bonding. The Gaten cannot do what they must if the shadow could steal into their dreams. We are all vulnerable when we sleep, and the shadow is strong in the night. So, yeah. Like, yeah. This is, like... <laughs> it's, like, so what, Moraine? Like, you didn't think to, like... <laughs> let people know? Because you've been harping about dreams and the importance of <laughs> dreams for, like, two books. Right. You didn't let them know you wouldn't be able to sense things if things got weird? Okay, yeah. Yeah, I don't... I mean, the, the only reasonable was that she can't she can only ward herself maybe i don't know i don't know yeah i don't know i don't know if she can i mean maybe we'll find out later once we get a little bit further into the book series that question will get answered Um, yeah but maybe maybe um the thing that like i actually kind of cackled at (laughs) is misima like clutching parent and is like you're (laughs) from the same village why did he abandon us Uh, (laughs) get a grip Masima oh my god Uh, I found that really humorous too and then like when Perrin goes into Maureen's camp like all he can think to do is just grumble about Masima and he's like there's something off with that guy (laughs) and Maureen's like is he the most important thing going on right now I mean Maybe someone should have paid attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe someone should have paid attention. Spoiler alert, this might become a thing. 
He's oh. crazy. It's just so mm-hmm. like, oh, Masima. Okay. Yeah. That so, was, yeah. That killed mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And Perrin and Moraine are, get, things are getting pretty heated and loyal is like, kind of like, muttering. Oh, don't anchor a nice Don't mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, I, everything gets put together and Moraine's like, he's gone to the Stone of Tear because everyone's been having calendar dreams. I love how Una was, she's like, have you been having <laughs> sword dreams? And Una's like, I dream about a flick. I, I, I have sword dreams every night. And he's like, you know, like popping a blood vessel in his eye, trying not to curse. Right. Uh, Uno. His not changing is one of the things I like about him. Yeah. 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 I love, well, I don't want to get into anything too spoilery. Yeah. But I love that he maintains a position of somewhat importance throughout the entire series. Like, Mm -hmm. he's just not here and then he's gone. Mm -hmm. Like, he pops up here and there and every time he does, it's like, yes. Yeah. That's how I feel, too. Like, I, I can still remember, like, how happy I was when Una came back when I first read the series. Like, I just really liked him. Maybe it was all yeah. his cussing. Probably. I mean. He's just cool like that. Yeah. And to, in my household, cussing was, like, kind of forbidden. Like, you don't cuss and whatnot so to have like this guy who was like gruff and constantly cussing i'm like i like you <laughs> i want to be Seems you <laughs> cool. except do... for the eye patch thing i could live without the eye patch thing like i want both of my eyes <laughs> you know i <laughs> i want to ask you something if you think Ooh. this is possible Please. so when Min tells Perrin about, like, if you see the most beautiful woman in the world, mm-hmm. run from her. Mm-hmm, like, you're mm-hmm. not safe. Mm-hmm. Do you think that this is the reason why when Perrin meets a young woman in the future that she is described as, like, uniquely beautiful Mm. like not the standard type of beauty just Mm -hmm. so like when she shows up we're not like is it the most beautiful person alive is she Mm -hmm. dangerous Mm -hmm. so like she had to be written that way (laughs) Ooh, because if Perrin was on the road and he ran into any woman and he's like she's so beautiful yeah yeah after men's viewing it would be like oh well, like, Perrin can't have a relationship with any beautiful woman now out of yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting. I, <laughs> I mean, no. he's, like, sizing up every girl that he sees now, and he's like, well, you're not particularly yes. beautiful. Like, I, I sounds think good. That, I think that is what's <laughs> happening, to be honest. Yeah. Like, are you... Aren't you? And I mean, really, seriously, how awful would it be if someday he's like, I knew you were safe because you weren't the most beautiful woman <laughs> in the world. <laughs> oh, my God. That's like a best Valentine, Valentine's Day card from Karen. Uh, oh, let's that's see funny. here. Yeah. What I... Okay, so 
when it comes to men's viewings, what I liked about her insistence on telling him was that they hadn't been there before he had agreed to go to or to go along with Moraine. And mm-hmm. we talk a lot about choice and how like those who are Tavirin and those who are directly pulled by Tavirin, their choices feel limited and sometimes their path feels kind of like planned out for them. And I liked how this indicated that he hadn't made a decision yet. That part of his path hadn't been decided yet. And now he has something that's like mysterious. <laughs> and yeah. like it gives us something to be on the lookout for as well for parent. And I just thought that that was a really nice little touch to put in there that they do still have like this bit of self-control because I feel like that's what they're always trying to reach for is like I'm not gonna let the pattern tell me what to do kind of thing you know yeah there's yeah there's something I definitely want to talk about but I'll save it till the very end because it's a spoiler Mm -hmm. spoiler spoiler but it, it was similar to what you're talking about but I just have to have to put a pin in it for now because it's yeah big spoiler stuff i think i think one of the things that i caught as being important was how moraine was telling men she had to go to tarvalon moraine is aware of men's feelings connection for rand and she obviously has some sympathy for her around this as she's like kind of subtly comforting mm-hmm. men through these directions and so many Maureen good is, men moments yes yeah like Maureen is like you you need to do this like somebody needs to tell the Amarillo they need to know and there's no one I can trust I can't send a bird and if I send one of these dudes they will never be seen you have to do this you have to do this this is the best way to keep him safe and like Maureen's right. She's right. And Min knows it. And it's heartbreaking. And then what I love is like at the end of the chapter when Perrin's like, Min, are you in love with me? And Min is oh, like, yes. oh, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. How'd you well, figure he, it out? Well, he's, he's <laughs> like, I just have to tell you, Min, like, I do care about you. Like, I do have feelings for you. But like you're a sister, like he's yeah. like he's trying to like let her down gently, and she's like, "You woolhead!" Like right? <laughs> of course. And I I love a good platonic male and female friendship. Yeah, I I love her like the arrogance Adrian, of men never ceases yeah. to amaze me. Uh, Adrian said the men parent relationship is lovely. I it agree. is really sweet. I agree with that as well. Um, mm-hmm. I was just going to say, like, we get this moment of, like, perception from Perrin where he's like, it's not me. It's Rand. And she's like, oh, hmm. all right. Take care, Perrin. I'm going on a Bye. dangerous voyage. Yeah, I'm going on a dangerous <laughs> voyage by myself. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. I mean, seriously, 
not a single one of the Shyanaran soldiers was available to, like, at least escort her to Tarvalon? <laughs> not a single one? After a Trolloc attack. I'm sure. I'm sure, like, I'm sure Moraine has someone in mind to look out. I at mean, least, like, get her on a road, you know? Yeah. And at the same time, Min is exactly the kind of person who can make it on her own, you know? She's really capable, and she's scrappy. So it's definitely dangerous, but I guess, like, I don't know. She can handle herself, and I I feel maybe that's another reason why Moraine has chosen her. Like, a little older, a little bit more worldly than our Emmons 5 crew, except for Nynaeve. Yeah, Nynaeve is. Yeah, she's... I don't know. She's wiser in some instances, but then mm-hmm. in others, she's still a bit sheltered, you know, like they all are. Yeah, for sure. I I think her and Min might be closer in age, though. Yeah. Question mark? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because Min's older than Rand. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Min. Yeah, it was. A, there were a lot of good Min scenes, weren't there? There were. Yeah. I loved it. I love that she's, I think, too, like, somewhere in the chaos of the fight, like, she had thrown down a little bit. She protected mm-hmm. herself. Mm-hmm. So, you go, Yeah, man. Yeah, if she can defend herself against Trollocs, I think she's got it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I would send her off someplace to do that, you know. Was there anything else that you had for, for this chapter one? six? Oh, w- there is one last thing. I'm so sorry. I just, is this the first time that we find out from Min that she is going to have to share Rand with other people in like this I love you thing? No, I think at the end of the last book when she's like tending to an injured Rand She's thinking about something similar. Okay, okay. I couldn't remember if it was, and I just wanted to, like, it's one of those drops. It feels like that was a lifetime ago that that happened. (laughs) (laughs) But I I think, I think. I mean, yeah, and quite a bit of traveling for you in between that happening. So, yes. But that's, that was it. I just wanted to make sure that we're like, I'm I'm ready for chapter seven. <laughs> okay, so the way out of the mountains, aka the gang goes fishing and also chase Rand. So <laughs> chapter summary <Lock>. complete. <laughs> yes, the end. Good night. <laughs> so there's a lot of journeying happening on mm-hmm. this chapter. Lands doing a lot of scouting. Moraine is telling Perrin to do a lot of things that he doesn't want to do, but he's doing them anyways because mm-hmm. she gives him the eyebrow. She's like the rock, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. She gives him the blue Aja eyebrow. Uh, <laughs> and he's, you know, taking care of Aldeeb and, you know, horse maintenance. Moraine surprises. Yeah, right. Moraine surprises everyone by catching three very large trout. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Mm-hmm. And eventually the gang reaches the outskirts of Gildon and 
Lan takes off his water cloak, and we end as the gang reaches the town of Jara. Mm-hmm. And I knew as soon as I read the word Jara, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember mm-hmm. what happens. Right. I remember what happens. And I'm like, you know, doing the seven ball wear dry washing of my hands. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's according to plan. I had a really hard time stopping at the end of chapter seven. Same, same. Yeah. This was a hard one to, like, put a pin in. Mm-hmm. And what is great, but is also, like, I don't want to say not great. I've got so much reading that I want to slash need to do that I don't know if I'm going to be able to jump into it until, like, the weekend. So I have to keep waiting. It's fine. I've read it before. I love how Lan and Maureen have, like, the secret tracking language. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Does does Rand have a tell? (laughs) Maybe Rand has a tell. Oh, oh, how funny. (laughs) Maybe. I'm like, just, like, go this way, go that way. And then her, like, perhaps I should send you off to my realm. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hate that. I hate that. Same. It really bothered me. I was like, why would you use that? Moraine, dirty. Yeah. Dirty deeds, done dirt cheap. For real. Mm Mm-hmm. And, I mean, yeah, I think he says something like, no day soon. Mm -hmm. And Perrin was like, oh, Lan's pissed. Like, Mm -hmm. I never see him like that to Moraine. Yep. Yeah. I think Perrin just like, secrets, secrets. What's these secrets going on here? He says, never if I can help it, you will outlive me long, Moraine. I said, I. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Grumble, grumble. And Perrin, too, there's a moment where he's like thinking about the dragon banner. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, this is dangerous, guys. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. dangerous to have. Yeah. Like, he's not thrilled that it's there. I do absolutely love yes, the fishing. Yes, me too. Thing. Me too. It reminded <laughs> me of New Spring, that's why. <laughs> I, just her, like, her laughing with delight. Like, hee, like, I'm sure however she laughs, it's just amazing. Yeah. So Maureen proposes that Perrin teach her how to mm-hmm. catch fish. Mm-hmm. And then she's just, like, <laughs> like throwing them up on the bank, like, one, two, three. Right. And there are two options for how she is able to do this. Uh-huh. One... This is something like the blue Aja weave where she can, like, control the bugs. Mm-hmm. Or two, all of her time spent with Swan Sanche, a fisherman's daughter, rubbed off on her <gasps> in New Spring, and she knows how to catch fish because Swan taught her. And I like that one better <laughs> than the one power. <laughs> I That's it. That That's what it is. Oh, my God. I love that so much. I have right. heart eyes over this idea, thinking about them, like, as novices and accepted, like, sneaking off someplace so that Swan can go fishing. And, of course, Moraine's not going to let her go by herself. Oh, my God. Right. Oh, I love it. 
And I'm just going to say this. I don't know if we'll ever get this in the TV show. But if we do, this would be the best cold open. How mm. heartwarming would that be? Like a flashback mm. scene of Moraine and Swan. Like, oh my gosh. Holding hands, sneaking off somewhere. Away. Yeah. Yes. Or, yeah. Or like, I could see like Swan holding a fish like in her face and kind of like chasing <laughs> after Moraine and Moraine being like, get it away, get it away. Yeah. Ew, like, ew. And then like, squealing a little. Yeah. And then them bonding maybe and Moraine like learning how to do it and them just being, having fun, being young. I love And then. It. Like, her, like, looking down in the water at the boys and her just mm-hmm. kind of, like, striding up and showing them what's what. And them being like, who are you, Maureen Sedai? <laughs> right? Uh, I do like that so much better because I did think Secret Weave, like, something, like, with the, the bugs and stuff from New Spring. But I love the idea that it's it's because of Swan. I love that. Right? Not everything has to be explained with channeling, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's why I like it so much. Like, that human thing just feels really good. Um, And then what I think is fun, like, this goes into the the opening quote that I had thought of was how Perrin's like, I'm not going to do stuff that she wants me to do. Like, I'm not going to... I'm not going to take care of Aldeeb. I'm not going to take care of the fish that she caught. And, like, she just has these little subtle things that she does and is like oh you're not like she knows she doesn't even say a word she just like this is the thing that i want you to do and it's so reasonable and he goes and he does it there's nothing one power about that it's just her being her i like it yeah she does that better than lanfear does and lanfear is supposedly known for that right yeah and Here's the thing, too, like, it, it's such a small, like, little chapter. This one was really mm-hmm. short, but there's yep. so much, like, I don't know. I love when it can be quick like this, but it's also just, like, bringing humanity to people, and yeah. there's still a little bit of conflict, mm-hmm. but I like how it's conflict between Moraine and Perrin, and it's not too not too deep you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it's not too over the top but it's just like this kind of like bickering where it's like it's so human Mm -hmm. like it feels so real we've all been there and I mean there's people if you're I'm just thinking of like traveling and stuff like road trips and stuff or being Mm -hmm. little kids and going on vacation with my mom's friend and their family and some of the kids like kind of annoying me and stuff (laughs) like this is just what happens when you're on the road, but then there's this, like, lovely little twist of Moraine kind of having this, like, funny fish moment, and it was just cute. Like, it was just mm-hmm. nice. I liked it, too. It I Grounding. It feels really yes. kind of grounding. Yeah. And it gives a level of cohesiveness to their group mm-hmm. in a way. Like, if parents constantly in conflict with Moraine... They can't work together as a group, and Mm -hmm. she knows that, and they need to be able to work together as a group if they're going to find Rand. So I like how it can kind of be pulled back, and it just, Perrin's reasonable, you know? He's not not such a bullhead that he fights against the things that actually make sense. 
This is true. Yeah. Yeah. Good on you, Perrin. Yeah. Thanks, Perrin. The only thing that I really did not like about this chapter was the mention of Morel or Morella or however you want to say it. Yeah. It's, ugh. It's pretty cringy. Yeah. Yeah. To talk about the person who literally puts their life on the line for you day in, day out, and just threaten them with, like, sending them off. And, like, being Mm -hmm. so, like, coy about it makes it even worse like you know if Lance doing something it's 100% and she's like well if you can't be faster fuck right. off Moraine right <laughs> it's just how I feel in that moment there are things I like about her there are things that I'm like shaking my finger in her face over shake my fist I'm shaking my fist at you Moraine yeah not cool really 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 not cool do you care if I get into my spoilery thing? <gasps> Never. Okay, so people who are listening, spoilers, full, full series spoilers. Huzzah! Yeah. I'm excited. So when Perrin is having his dream sequence or Teleron Road or whatever it is, the man asks him when he's going to give up the axe. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when I read that, I was like, wait a minute. Why does this guy know about the axe and why does he care? Mm-hmm. Like, is he think at first I thought he was like, I, you know what I mean? It was just kind of confusing because I felt like he should be saying, you need to keep the axe. And not pick up the hammer, right? Mm-hmm. But I found the chapter. It's a part of the prophecy. When the Wolf King carries the hammer, thus mm-hmm. are the final days known. Mm-hmm. When the fox marries the raven and the trumpets of battle are blown. So this is essentially a Shamael being like, it's time to pick up the hammer so we can mm-hmm. get things started. Almost mm-hmm. like, like, let's go. Like, let's do this. Almost like a taunt. Like, I'm ready. I'm ready for Tarm and Gaiden. Let's get this show on the road. I hadn't... I mean, I did think about, like, the connection between the axe and the hammer for Perrin, and I couldn't remember if the prophecy was, like part of the Curithon cycle or if it had been part of dark prophecy and mm-hmm. either way whoever's taunting him I would assume would be aware of it so yeah I mean and that I mean that comes up in knife of dreams that's from chapter four but like man I just I for the life of me I was like I don't get this I don't understand this yeah Oh, it has to be it has to be a part of the prophecy and I mean it would make sense for Shamael to know part of the prophecy right like definitely definitely I mean I would assume <laughs> but I mean with the <laughs> forsaken I mean 
there are a lot of things that I would think that they would do that they don't do. So I think that maybe on my part, it's foolish to assume <laughs> that they know the <laughs> yeah, things like you that never I know. Think. Yeah, yeah. Like, maybe they do. I Bizarre. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have too much else for these chapters, though. I just Mm-mm. wanted to save that big... I mean, it's not a big, big spoiler, but it's part mm-hmm. of the prophecy. And, I mean, Perrin does eventually give up the axe, which mm-hmm. is... That's a pretty fun moment. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, I love that moment. That forge scene. Ugh, mm-hmm. So good. So good. I think there was a lot of foreshadowing in the chapters that we have here with a lot of question marks, um, which is just what Robert Jordan does, and I really appreciate it because, like, I didn't always see it when I was reading it, especially when I was younger, but now older, I'm like, oh, okay. And, I mean, I've read the series so many times. Regardless, Mm -hmm. most of the things that are kind of, like, foreshadowed in these chapters are going to develop and happen almost rapid fire throughout Mm -hmm. this book and so I was like you know what I'm just gonna I'm gonna wait I'm gonna wait for those chapters and like anything that I had that felt kind of spoilery I was like that just happens later yeah that's that's really how it felt with these chapters because like there are things that happen but it would almost feel redundant to be like and that's coming up shortly. Right. <laughs> next like, week, we'll talk about it more. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, Min's prophecies are about to unfold, or like her visions for Perrin are about to unfold in like, what, the next mm-hmm. 20, 30 pages or so? So, I mean. Yep. And we're meeting some IEL soon. We've got. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Perrin's already encountered the most beautiful woman he's ever seen in his dream. So, when he encounters, yeah. Yeah, if he encounters her in real life, maybe he'll have the same reaction. Maybe he's supposed to run off and do something. I don't know. We'll Um, we'll meet a girl named Mandarb soon. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait. Love it. You know what? so good yeah we'll we'll save it because i just think that that is so clever and funny Hmm. okay well i'm gonna i guess we can hop off here thanks for adrian that was so good having you here yeah we had adrian we had uh shado zo is that right Mm -hmm. um and did anyone else join us early on nope that was it but We'll continue doing this every week. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. It's always fun. And we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us. We will continue to release new episodes every Wednesday. We would love if you would subscribe to the podcast, leave us reviews, and share us with your friends in the Wheel of Time community. Let us know what you thought of our content. Correct us. Send us things we may have missed. You can find links to our email and social media accounts in the show notes. And if you have the Anchor app, leave a voice message for us to play in upcoming episodes. We also have a website where you can find links to our Discord channel, social media platforms, and merch shop. So until next week, thanks for joining us on the road to Tarvalin.